I'm Alex Schwartz. I'm Nomi Fry. I'm Vincent Cunningham, and this is Critics at Large, a New Yorker podcast for the culturally curious. Each week, we're going to talk about a big idea that's showing up across the cultural landscape, and we'll trace it through all the mediums we love. Books, movies, television, music, art. And I always want to talk about celebrity gossip, too. Of course. We hope you'll join us for new episodes each Thursday. Follow Critics at Large today, wherever you get podcasts. This episode of LiveWire is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, and then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hey there, welcome to the Best News Podcast from Livewire, brought to you by Alaska Airlines. This is the show where we talk about what is good in the news. I'm Luke Burbank, and right over there is my friend, Elena Passarello. Elena, welcome to week 24 of the Best News Podcast with a little summer break in there. Pew, 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 pew. Now are those are those are those air horns or those um, uh, laser guns? It is a hybrid combo? hybrid model. I like it. So I like it. Yeah. Uh, how was your summer? It was good, but I can't believe it's over. I was so busy. Yeah, you. I would see on Instagram you were at, at a different writer's colony <laughs> like every single time I checked in on you. I think I I think I hit every time zone, including the Alaska time zone, and. I think I stayed in something like 11 hotel rooms in between Memorial Day and Labor Day, something like nine states. <laughs> it was great. Wow. Now, I mean, is that restorative for you because you're in these beautiful locations by a babbling brook or is it like, does it still feel sort of like work? The body does not feel restored, but mm-hmm. creatively, yeah. Uh, you know, you meet great people, you go to these interesting places, you get inspired, you remember that you're a writer again, but, you know, like, you come home and, like, I, <laughs> just, I can't stop sleeping. I have to go to work now. <laughs> I can't stop right. sleeping. <laughs> I did a residency during the summer. I worked on my residence. I oh, just right. was, like, trying <laughs> to remodel this garage with my dad. And it was, it just made me very, very glad that um, my primary job is as a radio host and podcaster. (laughs) Because what I would not be great at is uh, a professional framer. Like we were putting up these big structural pieces in this garage and I was like on a ladder with a nail gun. And side note, my dad is 68, I think, and is just so much more energetic than I am. We had to do this thing where we cut this big trench in the cement to put some plumbing down, and we had to break it up with, like, sledgehammers afterwards and a jackhammer, and it was like, I was tapped out after five minutes, and he was just just totally, completely, uh, just as, as spry as can be, so... I also don't feel particularly rested off of this summer, but I'm glad to just be back to my actual job, which is way easier than the thing I was doing voluntarily this summer. <laughs> I feel like the earlier generation of dads 
has a lot more skills. Like certainly, I'm telling you, the Burbanks are getting softer. <laughs> I can just speak to my particular family experience. I feel like we are getting way softer generation after generation. Yeah, yeah, no. I uh, the other day I thought about getting my groceries delivered. So that's that's how soft I'm getting. <laughs> Right. I'll like order a movie on demand because I don't want to walk across the room to where it is on the shelf as a DVD. <laughs> I'd say that's that's peak peak laziness. Uh, normally at the top of the show, if people can remember back to the origins of the Best News Podcast, we would like to read a little email feedback from the listeners. But because we've been on a little break, we don't have any emails. So go ahead and hit us up. It's bestnews at livewireradio.org. Tell us how your summer went. Tell yeah. us about best news from your life, or if just if you have advice on scissor trusses, uh, you know, we'll take all of it. <laughs> best news at livewireradio.org. Uh, all right, let's find out what's actually uh, good out there in the wider world. What's the best news that you've been hearing about lately, Elena? Uh, in Toronto, there's a 10-year-old kid named David Hove. And over the summer... David and his 15-year-old sister went into business together. They started a baked goods stand. And like most kids, you know, they just like found a table in the in the house. Mm-hmm. They put it out there and his sister bakes the scones and he sells them. He does the marketing. It's been happening, you know, all summer long. One day, he's been, I was out there for hours. He had to take a bathroom break. And so he goes inside to use the facilities and comes out everything is gone. The whole bake stand, it was scone day. I don't know if you know what the premise of this podcast is, Elena, but it's supposed to be the best news that we heard all week, not somebody robbing a child. Yeah, they grinched it. Like the whole thing, the table was gone, which apparently made his mother... Uh, not yeah. too happy because it was a, a, a you know a valued item of furniture yeah. in their house. The cooler with the scones in it was gone. It was a homemade lemon cranberry scones day. Uh, luckily, David had taken the cash box in with him because he and his sister Smart. are saving up for a cell phone and an Xbox, respectively, <laughs> so it didn't mess with their uh, their profit. Bottom line. They even took a, a paper towel. <laughs> and, but they have a security camera outside their house, and they found uh, footage of a grown man <gasps> pulling up in a white SUV, what? loading the kit and caboodle into his car and driving off. They told law enforcement and people started looking around. The neighborhood got involved. And unfortunately, they didn't find the person who scone-napped the baked goods. I would say if you find the 48-year-old guy who's selling scones three blocks away mm-hmm. on a, a table that looks very similar, that might be your person. Yeah, or like, on a, yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm assuming that he left maybe even the province of Ontario yes. and is hawking these scones in Regina, right. Saskatchewan or something like that. <laughs> but of course, once people started hearing about this, uh, they wanted to pitch in, some of whom were just like depressed because they had gotten addicted to these baked goods. Really? Yeah. So um, some of his biggest fans uh, pitched in and bought him, David, a new cooler and a new folding table. And then 
uh, orders, of, of course, started pouring in from all over the place, including the United States. Hmm. They've got like 70 orders and their coffers are full. They won't do a GoFundMe. They won't take any money that they didn't work for. But also, they will take this. Somebody about 55 miles away felt so bad for the kids and was so inspired by their pluck in entrepreneurship that he bought David an Xbox. <laughs> wow. Yeah. The only sort of hiccup in this great reopening of the baked goods store is that school has started. And um, David's sister is a 10th grader, and she doesn't know if she's going to have as much time in her busy schedule to make scones for the 70-plus people who have put in orders. <laughs> Wow. Do you know I got kind of hustled at a lemonade stand in Portland this summer? (laughs) It was like one of those like three-card Monty quick change type of deals was being run by these two adorable like eight-year-olds, brother and sister. Yes. First of all, the sign was like 25 cents. And I was walking down the street with my girlfriend and I was like, boy, that's cheap for lemonade. And it was a really hot day. So I was like, okay. Well, what I didn't read closely was the sign said if you buy two cups of lemonade it's 25 cents off the each cup was like 250 or something which you know that's whatever the market will bear but then it got into this thing where i gave them five thinking i was buying two cups at 50 cents but then i somehow in the getting the change made i think this ended up somehow costing me like ten (laughs) dollars for like two cups of lemonade i walked away and i was like okay well tip of the cap you know you guys hustled me uh i've also got a uh, sort of noteworthy kid story as my best news that I heard this week. Now, this story overall has kind of been around all summer, right? It's the story of Tariq the Corn Kid. Yeah. But he has now been named South Dakota's official corn ambassador. That was the, <laughs> that's the update in the news cycle. That's why we're talking about it today. Now, I don't know. You know, we got a lot of public radio listeners to this podcast, and so it's possible that they've been busy, you know, being highbrow and reading Noam Chomsky and they missed the corn kid. So just in case, here's a little bit of this kid, Tariq. He's being interviewed by a guy named Julian Shapiro Barnum for a web series called Recess Therapy, where this guy, Julian, just sits down with some kids, talks to him, you know, kind of kids say the darndest thing, but updated for 2022. This is Tariq talking about his love of corn. I really like corn. What do you like about corn? Ever since I I was told that corn was real, it tasted good. Did you think corn wasn't real? But when I tried it with butter, everything changed. I love corn. Mmm, corn. I want to mention that when I tried it with butter, everything changed. That's such a profound statement because I totally agree with you throw some butter on that corn, game changer. My favorite statement from the extended play of that clip is when he goes, what? It's just a pun I made about corn. Because <laughs> he says it's corntastic at some point. And the, you can tell that the interviewer is like kind of shocked at how clever little Tariq is being. Oh my God. By the way, uh, Tariq is now one of the most famous kids on the internet. We don't know his last name and we don't know his exact age. That's not listed. I think he's looks like he's in a, maybe around like seven-ish or something. But there's like it doesn't say on the original recess therapy video. Although I'll tell you this, Tariq is having one heck of a summer. Mm-hmm. He's uh, doing cameo videos now. He's making 200, forget lemonade stands. 
He's or baked goods stands. He's making two hundred and twenty dollars a pop on his cameo videos. Good. He's in a Chipotle ad now, <laughs> and he's the official corn ambassador of South Dakota. This is where things really, though, went to the next level. Was when these guys, the Gregory brothers, you know, who are kind of famous for songifying a lot of these viral mm. videos that where somebody's talking and then they'll take what the person is saying, they'll auto-tune it and pitch it up and make it into a song. So, of course, this is the Corn Kid song, which is everywhere. And as they say, lives rent-free in my head. I spend <laughs> about half of my day just thinking, it's corn. Here's what okay. I say. I really like corn. What do you like about corn? It's corn. By the way, I believe he's, uh, it's a big lump with knobs. <laughs> it has the juice. I also think about that juice. constantly. If somebody said to you, Elena, like, try to describe corn, I don't think you or I could come up with a better description than a big lump with knobs. Yeah, I have an MFA, and I can hereby <laughs> say that that is the best description available for what yeah. corn is. Yeah. Thank you. So now this song, of course, has uh, been like viewed more than like three or like his, his interview has been viewed more than three million times. The song has been used in almost 700,000 videos just on TikTok and is now spread to, uh, you know, Twitter and Instagram and everywhere else. And so and I believe if I read right, the Gregory Brothers, Tariq is credited as a co-writer on the song. So they're sharing the revenue. Good. As well they should, right? I yes. mean, this is 100% the genius of this little kid. I mean, it raises the question, like, how in the world did this kid have this many specific thoughts about corn? <laughs> and they happen to be talking to him about corn. Like, that's just like a perfect intersection of, or maybe just this kid, uh, Tariq, is just that kind of like yeah. clever about everything. He's a special poet. He's just, we found it, We found our next uh, bard. The, the voice, we really did. The voice of our, our spirit. And you know who else loves it is Kevin Bacon, who is apparently also just releasing songs now on the internet from his porch, by the way, like in Malibu with the ocean crashing behind him. This is Kevin Bacon just playing the It's Corn song on a guitar, using an ear of corn. It's corn, a big lump with knobs, it has the juice. I mean, look at this thing, it's corn. I can tell you all about it. And when I tasted it with butter, everything changed. Because it's cold. I always forget that he's like into singing, right? Isn't he in a band, like the Bacon Brothers band or something like that? Wait, is he is he holding a, a cob of he's, corn and striking the yeah, strings with he's it? Striking with his the right strings. Hand? Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what he's doing. Sounds pretty good considering. I wish he used it as like a guitar slide, like Right. <laughs> Um, I was telling you about this before we started recording that there's this Kevin Bacon version. I, for, I think you said something to the effect of, well, that's a real 2022 phenomenon. Yeah. I mean, who, like, who would have thought that, you know, when we said goodbye for the summer, the first thing you and I would be talking about mm -hmm. together is Kevin Bacon singing a song about corn written by a child who probably now is getting his college funds covered. Yes. Who's probably now <laughs> earning more than Kevin Bacon in... In terms of the summer, I think it's debatable if Kevin Bacon or this kid, Tariq, made more money over the course of those three months. I think one of the things that's great is just we get to hear somebody talk 
at length at something that they just love. Like that yes. simple, positive pleasure is probably exactly what we needed. Yes. And what Kevin Bacon needed. Yeah. <laughs> no, Chipotle you're 100% needed. right. Like he's, he's so good at articulating joy, his, his yes. personal inner joy. Right? Yes, exactly. I think that's well said, Elena. And probably along with the notes from our executive producer, Laura Haddon, uh, a sign that we should wrap up this edition of the best news podcast. First, though, we've got to talk about the uh, radio show that's coming up this week. We're talking to the writer, Isaac Fitzgerald. Uh, he has this memoir out called Dirtbag Massachusetts. It's a New York Times bestseller, and it's a really fascinating read. Uh, gets into how he and his friends just deeply misunderstood what the movie Fight Club was really trying to tell the universe. So they just formed a fight club. Uh, we're going to talk to him. Plus, we're going to hear stand-up comedy from Carmen Lagala on um, how her deep love of women's basketball led her to actually break up a teenage romance via the internet. It's kind of a crazy story. And we're going to get some music from No-No Boy um, talking about uh, this particular song about the plight of a doctor fleeing Vietnam after the war. It's a really interesting, this No-No Boy project is a really interesting intersection of kind of um, academic research and music and public performance. It's really great. So do not miss that. It's dropping in this very feed where you're hearing us right now on Friday, and it'll be out on public radio stations near you this weekend. All right, we also have to thank our team that makes the Best News Podcast possible. Of course, Laura Haddon, our long-suffering executive producer. Our producer and editor is Melanie Sevchenko. Welcome back from Berlin. Our assistant editor is the always reliable Trey Hester. Our production fellow, welcome to the crew, is Tanvi Kumar. Hey! Molly Pettit is our technical director and mixer. Our theme music is composed by A. Walker Spring. And of course, thanks to all of you for tuning back into the Best News Podcast. We're going to be back here next week another show for you in the meantime head on out there and just have the absolute best week dear livewire when we first met i was really shy i had no idea we'd spend so much time together or that you'd be one to fill my heart with with joy and make me want to be a better person oh I'm sorry, I didn't know you were here. I was busy reading a review from one of our many, many rapturously smitten listeners. Oh, wait. Actually, no, sorry. This is from Elena. Anyway, the point is, uh, it would be really helpful if you wanted to leave us a review. Feel free to say really nice things about us, and uh, we'll even read them now and then on the show. So you might hear your review of Livewire read on the program itself. Uh, reviews help other people hear about the show, and then we can keep doing this for a long, long time because we love having this job. Uh, thank you so much if you've left a review, and if you're about to leave a review, you can go ahead and do it right where you get the podcast. <laughs>